Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Hello, everyone. Boys and girls, children and babies. Fans of the Hoosiers. This is the LEO podcast, and we're making history today. We're making history today uh, because it is a solo show. It is just me, Brandon Dubich, uh, going to give you a Rutgers post-game podcast like we do after every IU game, uh, day late because my Pittsburgh Steelers also lost on primetime. Um. Mike isn't going to be here today. Um, man, I was at Mike's. Uh, you know, I think we told you all I was going to watch it at his house. Um, I have a hilarious picture uh, to show if any of you guys want to see that. Um, if you get enough, we get enough people asking for it, we may post a picture on the uh, on the Twitter account. But uh, Saturday, my broke brag. Um, it really, really might have. Um, this podcast absolutely would not exist if it wasn't for Michael Bragg. This podcast wouldn't have went over a hundred episodes without Michael Bragg. This episode wouldn't have had the guest it has on without Michael Bragg. This episode, this podcast wouldn't be as good as it would be without him doing two outlines, sometimes three outlines every week. Michael Bragg is the heart and soul of this podcast, and he is what every IU football fan should aspire to be. And Saturday broke. Saturday was tough. And I think there's going to be a lot of soul searching. I, I really do. I, I understand the sentiment uh, from a lot of fans. I, I And I'm not going to tell you how to feel or not feel. I can only tell you how how I feel. It's what I'm going to do over this uh, definitely shorter podcast. Um, and that's not why Mike isn't on the podcast today. Uh, as good of a IU football fan as he is, as good of a friend as he is, he's an even better husband and father, and he had family stuff tonight. Um, if anyone that you should absolutely block um, or just give him absolute hell, fills, hell for is uh, Seth. Um, he is, uh, deciding not to be with us today because his bears are playing his two and four bears. Um, he's given up his two and four bears, uh, or choosing his two and four bears over us. So go ahead and block him. Uh, you can block him at Seta five. That is S E T A H five. Go ahead and block him. He's hurting too, though. Purdue got whooped, the whoop bad. Um, he left uh, Mike's house before uh, the onslaught of that could happen. Um, so we didn't, uh, I didn't get a witness uh, that firsthand. Uh, I'm a little, a little bummed about that. Uh, but if this is your first time joining 
us. Um, sorry for uh, kind of the uh, prologue to uh, the prologue to this podcast. What we normally do here is, you know, go over the final score. Uh, we go over what went right, uh, what went wrong. Um, we choose stock up and stock down. I'll go into the details of that. Um, then uh, we got uh, a quick promo, a uh, a little bit of an awkward Brando's Rando, since I will be asking myself. Uh, but uh, both Mike and Seth were adamant that we can't skip Brando's Randos. So um, we'll see how talking in the third person goes here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into it. Uh, final score in Piscataway, uh, 24-17, after IU jumped out to a 14 uh, to nothing lead um, and actually held a 14-7 halftime lead um, before allowing 24 straight points before a Chucky um, chip shot made it 24-17. Um, I mean, if, if you go and look in the total stats, uh, they won on third down, which Seth was pretty adamant about. Um, they won in total yards. Uh, they won in uh, per play efficiency. They won in the turnover battle. They won over in the penalty battle. Uh, and they won time of possession. It's actually a wonder that it was only 24-7. Game, uh, game could have been way worse. Um, and But there, there was a talent, more talented team. I mean, if, if you just looked at the dudes, like you looked at the guys on the field, I, you had the better players. Um, that's something I've been preaching. Absolutely been preaching all season. IU has a, has one of its better rosters. You know, I'm not sure this roster is, is that less talented than some of the bowl teams. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit less talented. But not that far behind. I'm going to save the rest of that sentiment for my final statement. Um, but let me let me read some notes um, from the great Michael Bragg. He has some things that uh, he wants me to say. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull those up now. Mike says, adamantly, quarterback change is necessary. Maybe not midseason. Likely not midseason, the way we know Coach Allen and his loyalties. Better for worse. Um, in this case, I think it's for worse. Um, but uh, Mike is pretty adamant that going into 2023, uh, we cannot have Connor Basley as uh, as our quarterback. Um, he wants to keep the coaching staff in place. He thinks there needs to be some continuity. Um, he thinks Walt Bell needs his players. That is something that uh, he must have said, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 times on Saturday is it's not the type of quarterback he wants. It's it's not the type of wide receivers he wants, even though yeah, wide receiver was some of the last thing that's uh, that's a concern. It's not the type of offensive line that he wants. Like, Walt Bell has a system, and it's a system I think we can all think has great potential. Other teams have done very well with it. Um, but Bragg says the coaching staff is fine for now. Um, 
and that, you know, we need to give this staff a few years before judging it. I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I think that's I think that's a that's a it's a very fair take. Um I understand other takes, but I, I do think that was a, that's a fair one. Um he also wants to say that, you know, the games have been close. This wasn't 38 to 3 against Rutgers last year. Right. I don't know if you guys remember that post game pod. Um we, we went scorched earth. Um I'm not gonna go scorched short earth today, you know. Um so he just wanted to say that like we've been in every game. We like we we maybe outside of maybe outside of the Cincinnati game, every game was winnable, but practice every game was winnable. And again, um I think that's a fair take. Definitely think that's a that's a that's a fair take. Um he wants to see. He 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 is putting all coaches, Tom Allen, Chad Wilt, Walt Bell, and sees what and wants to see what changes are made after an off week. Wants to see if things are cleaned up, wants to see if the execution is better, wants to see What's the difference with thing is I, I think it's fair. Um I can't remember uh IU drastically change anything midseason. I think that goes back to Tom Allen's loyalty. Uh again, I think I think he has a plan and he wants to execute that plan to the best of his staff and his players' ability. I don't think he's one f- to change direction. Um even if the season's three and five and, and might be completely away. I don't think Tom Allen's the one. Uh, to do that, and 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 neither does Mike. Um, some other stats that I wanted to go over, um, just real quick before we we jump into what went right, and what went wrong. Um, Connor Basilek's QBR is, was a thirty three. Noah Vedrill's was a 30, 33 and a half. Um, Noah Vedrill threw for four point seven yards of throw. Connor Basilek threw for five. Vedrill threw for a touchdown, but I think we all saw he threw a number of very interception-worthy balls. Uh, they they do it more in the the pros um, than they do in college, uh, but they rate every throw right. They, they they rate if a throw should have been an interception or shouldn't have been an interception. Um, a lot of analytics go into that. Um, Noah Vedrill had a few that, that that Indiana just couldn't capitalize. My point of bringing that up is. As bad as Basilic was, Noah Vigil was just as bad. And I mean that in kind of two points. I mean that in that that's the play we got to Connor. I've been ripping Noah Vigil for, it seems like a decade. Seems like so long I've been ripping Noah Vigil. It's basically who we had under center. Really, really was. Um, The difference... The absolute difference was Rucker's ability to make big plays. Our IU's longest play was 35. That's it. Their their longest play was 42, and they had a 28-yarder reception. But really, this came down, and, and it bit us before, it bit us again, just, just bad penalties, bad turnovers. And just absolutely horrendous big time opportunities and failing. Going two for 12, two for 12 on third down, just unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. 
And it's killer. They went five of 17. They weren't that much better. But I'm not a math major. Five's bigger than two. Quarterback play. We basically had Noah Vegel at center. Or center. At quarterback. That's tough. You, you, you can't. You can't consistently win games that way. All right. That's all I got for stats. Um, let's jump into what went right, what went wrong uh, in this game. Um, we'll let Seth go first on this one. Um, and I agree with him. Uh, we both had the same one. Um, special teams, you know, uh, specifically punting. Uh, James Evans is a beast, man. He's really good. I mean, he's a weapon. He's an absolute weapon. He's like the, I, I said this during the game. I think, I think it was pretty funny. I don't know if they laughed, but, um, James Evans looks like a punt, right? He just, he just like has that look. He, uh, he looks like a punter. Uh, I just, I just want to that doesn't really mean anything. But uh, just look at it. If you haven't really had a chance to look at it, just look at it. Um, he's the most punter that's ever punted, um, and he's dang good at it. Um, another thing that Seth want, wanted to go right was actually a good opening play game sh- script, um, which I thought was good. Um, I agree. I mean, it, obviously, right? Two for two. Thought this was going to be an absolute butt kicking, um, but it, it couldn't have went worse after that. What happened? I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um, but Bragg has his defense look good. I think the defenses look good two games in a row. We really do. Um, no, not two games in a row. What am I talking? We played Maryland. Give thirty eight to a backup quarterback. I'm an idiot. But. The defense has looked good at times, just like Connor, right? Connor hasn't been Noah Vedro all year. You got a Jekyll and Hyde team. You guys have heard me give that reference a number of times about Connor. I think that's just what the team is. If this defense showed up last week to play Maryland, we win. If Connor Baslick from last game showed up, we win. And I think that's Michael's point. I think that's Michael's point of every game has been close. Michael said it a number of times on the pod. Like, if we can get a good Connor game and we get a good defense game, we beat Nebraska. We beat Maryland. We beat Rutgers. We've just yet to put it together. And I, at this one of the season, I don't know if we are. Stuff the same. I don't know if we are. Um, He said incorporating Henderson and Lucas um, is what went right. Definitely incorporating Lucas was by far the most Lucas has played. I don't think Henderson got enough touches. He only touched the ball five times. So I, I'm not quite sure. Bragg's not here to defend himself. So I'm just reading from the teleprompter. Um, so I, I can't really agree with him there. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what we have for what went right. Um, special teams, specifically punting uh, Jalen Lucas. Uh, an offensive game plan. I think that's all. Pre- and, and the defense. Um, <laughs> should we have held them to less? Maybe. Maybe. It is Noah Vedral. Um, But I think overall the defense looked better compared to what we saw in Lincoln. Right? If that, if that defense shows up in Lincoln, we win that game. Can't put it together. Can't put it together. Now what went wrong? Uh, I'm going to start with Seth again. You know, 
get the get the worst out of the way. Just kidding, Seth. You're great. Um, what went wrong? Um, adjustments. Seth has absolutely no adjustments, and getting away from what worked, reinventing the wheel, is what he wrote. And I agree. I agree. I mean. That's why I'm not positive things are going to change after the bye week. You know, we don't see it in game. Why would we see it week to week? I don't know. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, I think the coaching was really bad all around. I, I don't know how Tom Allen lets that play go off without getting a challenge, the touchdown. I mean, we lost by a touchdown and there was a touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. Um, and Baz is Baz, in my opinion, is is number one reason why we lost this game. I think Tom, Tom Allen's number two. We are LEO podcast, um, obviously after after Tom Allen's famous moniker, he's been below average. Um, you know, the Steelers head coach is Mike Tomlin. He'd call it JV. I think I think Tom Allen's been very JV this year, and and unfortunately, games he can't afford to be JV. In. But the main thing I want to go through on what's wrong is what Bragg sent. And he said inability to find a quarterback. Put all the eggs in the Connor basket. Now, (laughs) backup quarterback is the most popular guy on the team. Everyone knows that saying, right? But spring ball, training camp, practice. Is he really outplaying Jack Tuttle? I don't think, yeah, but if you ask Jack, I don't think Jack thinks so. And another thing he, did, he Bragg didn't put on there was why, what is the reluctancy to change? Why? I mean, I hate to bring up Mike Tomlin again, but don't live in your fears. Like, is he worried? Like, oh, Connor's going to transfer, win games. Win games. That should be the most important thing. And I don't want to say that's gotten away from Tom. I don't think it has. I think he probably wants to win more than all of us listening combined. But right now, he's not putting his team in the best position to win. He absolutely has not put his team in the best position to win. Could go on and on. Not going to. I'm gonna beat a dead horse here. Um, let's go into stocks. Stocks. Stonks, guys. Um, if you haven't listened before, this is not a stock up doesn't mean we love the guy. Right? Stock down doesn't mean we hate the guy. We're just mean, oh, he his play is trending up. He he he's doing more than what we expected before this game. We start offense, defense. Start offense, defense. Um, and let's start with uh, start with Seth again. He has uh, Jennings in coverage. Yeah, I didn't have that. But I think Jennings has continues to play his role. I think he's continuing to get more run with Cam Jones out. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that, Seth. I agree with that. Um, he uh, Bragg has... Uh, Brian Fitzgerald. Hard to disagree with that. It's probably Brian's best game that I can remember. 
you've listened long enough. You know, I am, uh, I'm not on the Brian Fitzgerald uh, bandwagon. Um, I've probably regrettably thrown him under the bus too many times, but he did have a good game. I mean, he, he made, he made some big plays in the secondary um, on balls. I think he, I think he probably should have had an interception. Probably. Uh, but he did. I mean, he did his job. Prevented the guys from catching passes, both him and Jennings. I have Matt Holt. I'm really surprised Bragg didn't have Matt Holt. We, when Noah Pierre is gone, because everyone knows this is a Noah Pierre podcast. When Noah Pierre goes, I think it's going to be a Matt Holt podcast. I really do, man. The guy just, guy just does a little bit of everything. I'm not going to even go there to say he's on a Mike and McFadden trajectory because that would that would be insensitive and, and blatantly wrong. Um, but I, I Matt Holt, holy cow! Um, this guy had zero expect. I didn't even think this guy'd play, and he's played phenomenally. Another guy I had was Patrick Lucas. First time he made more than a play or two. The guy was all over the place. That guy was disrupted the run game. He he was he was beating a fairly decent offensive line, uh, a fairly decent run game from Rutgers. Patrick Lewis was absolute stud, absolute stud. And then I also had Chad Wilt. Um, I think he had his guys came to play. He had to. Um, he absolutely had to. Only giving up seventeen points on the road. In a must-win game. I think he carried his part. Some other stock-ups on the offensive side. We mostly had the same. It was mostly Josh Anderson and Jalen Lucas. Um, and up. Henderson's got to touch the ball more than five. Or what? What does Seth have? Five times? He's your best running back. I love Jalen Lucas. I think Jalen Lucas also needs to get in the ball double-digit times. Take the ball out of your quarterback's hands, man, and put it in guys' hands that can make plays. Sorry. Sorry, Connor. You should be throwing the ball 42 times. You shouldn't be throwing the ball 42 times and only running the ball with your th- three running backs 14 times. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, Walt Bell. I get Bragg's, hey, he needs his players. He needs time. It's a system. I get it. But that doesn't mean I can't criticize. That doesn't mean he's wrong or he's um, absolute of blame. No way. No way. Some stock downs. Well, I'm a little bit all over the place, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read three different outlines. Um, I also have CEO. Thought he got absolutely blown up a few times. Um, Patrick Lucas was playing way better. Tevis was playing better. CEO was just constantly two or three yards back. I don't know if it's, I don't know enough on defensive line to know if it's technique or strength, or talent. I, I don't know. I just, I just noticed he was, uh, he was clogging up Aaron Casey's uh, ability to make a play on, on a number of times, um, which was frustrating. Steph also had AJ Barner as a stock down. And I agree. The guy needed to step up with Henderson gone. And I mean, in my opinion, Aaron, Aaron Steinfeld's uh, the tight end one. Barner has not done much to seize that opportunity. 
All right, that's uh, that's all we got. If there's other guys that we miss, you want to let us know. Um, again, always always uh, write in, tweet at us, let us know. Um, love love to hear more from you guys. Uh, but right now we're gonna hear a uh, super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Trek Club. MTC is a Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs, shop their sick gear, from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off. It's a little too early to be thinking about Christmas, but 10% off is a pretty good deal. Use the promo code LEO10 at the checkout. Now off into the weirdest Brando's randos ever done on this show. Let's go. All right, elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Everyone wants CT fired. At least that's what Twitter was saying. Everyone is out. I think it's nuanced. I do. Who are you going to get? I don't think we can get anyone. I don't think you can find anyone who has the passion. A. I don't think you found anyone that has the connections. B. I don't think you can find anyone that takes sacrifice. Three. I don't think you can find anyone that would be harder on himself. Four. Now, how much of those variables matter? Again, that's up for debate, right? I'm not ready to fire CTA. I'm not ready to hire, you know, a mid-major coach. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think I, you get a power five high-end coordinator. I just don't want to roll the dice on someone new. I don't. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I, I, I said Tom Allen is, is JV coaching right now. But there's a, a wonderful woman. I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she had something, you know, are you really going to doubt Tom Allen? I'm not. I believe in the guy. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. He's never been on the show. I've never talked to the guy. I don't, don't have any allegiance to him. I don't, he would he don't know me. I don't know him. But until someone can find me a list of people that are better than Tom Allen, I'm not there. I'm not there. Which goes to my next. So my rando was, if you fire CTA, who you hire? Think about it. Let me know. Second rando is a point I brought up in the group chat yesterday. Actually, I think I put out this on Twitter Saturday night. Ran a few beverages. Too many adult beverages. But Saturday was rough. CTA gets all the blame. For Connor, for Tuttle, for McCulley. And he absolutely gets none of the credit for Ramsey and Penance. Quarterback is simple. Or quarterback football is simple. If you got no quarterback, you got no chance. Um, no, it's up to Tom to figure it out because he hasn't figured it out. Didn't have a backup solution for when Penix got hurt. Well, he did Tuttle. I mean, he had solu- the solutions haven't worked. Right. Solutions haven't worked. And he quarterback will be the reason he succeeds and fails in short order. I think Tom Allen's leash is getting shorter. Sure. I'll entertain that idea. But my question is. 
is the 2023 quarterback on the roster right now? I know Bragg would say Soresby. Um, I'm intrigued by Dexter Williams. I have my doubts if you can go get a transfer quarterback. I don't have a good answer here. I, I real I really don't. That's why I would have loved, loved maybe, maybe Bragg and Seth can answer this on Wednesday. I'm not gonna be on on Wednesday's pod. Um but is the 2023 quarterback on the roster right now? I don't know. It's really tough. Really, really tough. Last question that I have, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um, is is this season if it if it ends the way all of Twitter said there's gonna be there's gonna be three and nine, not gonna win another game. If it's that way, is this worse than last season? Is this worse than the injury riddled? You know, you lose Penix, you lose Tuttle. That's a tough one. For me, I think it is. For me, I think it is worse. I don't remember. And again, this could just be time. This could could just be time. Um, But there does seem to be less execution. There does seem to be more self-infliction. There does seem to just be something off. I would say, despite having a one-game better record, um, I do think this season, if if it goes the way that, I'm not saying me, I'm not saying Bragg, I'm not saying Seth. But if we do go three and nine, um, I would say this is a, a worse season. I'd even go maybe significantly worse. Saturday was tough, guys. Um, for my final statement, I mean, I'm not even going to go over predictions. We all predicted, uh, we all predicted a win, and we were all wrong. Um, whatever. Uh, final statements. Um, we're going to be here, right? Misery loves company. I'm just kidding. This ain't, guys, it's football. It's a game. We're supposed to have fun. Um, your life doesn't end <laughs> with IU football. Didn't start with IU football, right? Um. If you're not having fun watching Desan McCullough, I mean, that dude is going to make a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. What an absolute stud. If you don't have fun watching Jalen Lucas, man, he is just so electric with the ball in his hands. He is just... Whew, super... I, I can't wait till the college football game comes out. I want to know what Jalen Lucas's speed and elusiveness is going to be. I've said this. I think this is the third time I said this in final statement. I don't remember when IU's had this many high-end players. I think it's been a long time. I think it's been a really long time. I think if we had a quarterback, this team would be ridiculous. I mean that. Absolutely mean that. Um, so in my final statement, there's there's players on this roster that you know, we might not find another Desan McCullough. We just might not. Enjoy it. I am. Um, so that's all I got, everyone. Again, thank you for stopping in for this therapy session. Uh, I hope it wasn't uh hope it wasn't awful. I went a little longer than I thought I would go. Um, but I'm here for you guys. I know you guys are here for us. Uh, as always, uh Elio. Till next time. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right, great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio.
Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.